Section 19 of Seeking a Human Spaceflight Program Worthy of a Great Nation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Seeking a Human Spaceflight Program Worthy of a Great Nation by the Review of U.S. Human Spaceflight Plans Committee. Chapter 9 Concluding Observations no carefully considered human spaceflight plan even when promulgated with the best intentions is likely to produce a successful outcome unless certain principles are embraced in its formulation and execution some of the more important of these principles generally derived from hard-earned experience are summarized in this final chapter of the report while not explicitly tasked to offer such observations the committee believes that it would be negligent in its duty were it not to do so. 9.1. Establishing Goals Planning a human spaceflight program should start with agreement about the goals to be accomplished by that program, that is, agreement about its raison d'etre, not about which object in space to visit. Too often in the past, planning the human spaceflight program has begun with where rather than why. This is undoubtedly at least in part attributable to the fact that many of the benefits of human spaceflight are intangible, e.g., the positive impact the Apollo landing had during a time of great tribulation for America. But this makes such intangible benefits and activities no less significant. Witness the importance assigned to great literature, music, and art in our nation's history. 9.2. Matching Resources and Goals Perhaps the greatest contributor to risk in the space program, both human and financial, is seeking to accomplish extraordinarily difficult tasks with resources inconsistent with the demands of those tasks. This has undoubtedly been the greatest management challenge faced by NASA in recent decades, even given the magnitude of technological challenges it has confronted. Consider the Constellation program as case in point. While it is not clear to the committee what exactly was the official status of the funding profile NASA assumed in planning the program, there are differing views on the subject. It is clear that the amounts are smaller today by about one-third. It is also clear that when initiating decades-long projects of a demanding technical nature, some baseline funding profile needs to be agreed upon and sustained to the greatest extent practicable. In the Constellation program, the estimated cost of the Ares-1 launch vehicle development increased as NASA determined that the original plan to use the space shuttle main engines on the Ares-1 upper stage would be too costly, in part due to the need to add self-start, but the replacement engine had less thrust and inferior fuel economy, so the first stage solid rockets had to be modified to provide more total impulse. This, in turn, contributed to a vibration phenomena the correction of which has yet to be fully demonstrated. This is the nature of complex development programs with budgets that are far more likely to decrease than increase. Complicating matters further insofar as the Constellation program is concerned, this committee has concluded that the shuttle program will almost inevitably extend its fiscal year 2011 in order to fly the existing manifest the extension largely attributable to safety considerations, and that there are strong arguments for the extension of the International Space Station for another five years beyond the existing plan. These actions, if implemented, place demands of another $1.1 billion and $13.7 billion 
respectively on the nasa budget in addition adequate funds must eventually be provided to safely deorbit the iss funds that were not allocated in the current or original program plans shrinking budgets and inadequate reserves the latter not only in dollars but also in time and technology are a formula for almost certain failure in human spaceflight if resources are not available to match established goals new goals need to be adopted simply extend the existing ambitious programs to fit the money is seldom a solution to the resource dilemma the impact of fixed costs and technological obsolescence soon overwhelms any such strategy in the committee's travels it encountered widespread support for this policy of realism although it is likely that most proponents were thinking of having more money not less program should the latter turn out to be the case much of that conviction is likely to vanish in the case of nasa one result of this dilemma is that in order to pursue major new programs existing programs have had to be terminated sometimes prematurely thus the demise of the space shuttle and the birth of the gap unless recognized and dealt with this pattern will continue when the iss is eventually retired will nasa have the capability to pursue exploration beyond low earth orbit or will there be still another gap when a human rated heavy lift vehicle is ready will lunar systems be available this is the fundamental conundrum of the nasa budget continuation of the prevailing program execution practices i e high fixed cost and high overhead together with flat budgets virtually guarantees the creation of additional new gaps in the years ahead programs need to be planned budgeted and executed so that development and operations can proceed in a phase somewhat overlapping manner an additional action that would help alleviate the gap phenomena is to re-energize nasa's space technology program an important effort that has significantly atrophied over the years the role of such a program is to develop advanced components for example new liquid rocket engines that can later be incorporated into major systems developing components concurrently with or as a part of major system undertakings is a very costly practice a technology development program closely coordinated with major ongoing programs but conducted independently of them is preferable nine point three nasa management challenges in planning to reach these lofty objectives with constrained resources the question arises how nasa might organize to explore the nasa administrator who has been assigned responsibility for the management of nasa needs to be given the authority to manage nasa this includes the ability to restructure resources including workforce and facilities to meet mission needs likewise managers of programs need clear lines of responsibility and authority management of unprecedented and complex international technological developments is particularly challenging and even the best managed human spaceflight programs will encounter developmental problems such activities must be adequately funded including reserves to account for the unforeseen and unforeseeable good management is especially difficult when funds cannot be moved from one human spaceflight budget line to another and where new funds can ordinarily be obtained only after a two-year budgetary delay if at all in short nasa should be given the flexibility allowed under the law to acquire and manage its programs fixed overhead and carrying costs of nasa are currently helping to undermine what might be accomplished in new space endeavors 
a significant fraction of what appeared to be program-related costs in fact cover fixed and carrying costs of employees facilities and in some cases contractors this reality affects nasa in several ways when a program such as the shuttle is terminated not all of the program funds actually become available to new programs in fact the fixed costs often simply move to the new program where they continue to accumulate when discretionary resources comprise a limited portion of overall resources even modest program disruptions can have greatly magnified impacts significant space achievements require continuity of support over many years one way to assure that no successes are achieved is to continually introduce change changes to ongoing programs should be made only for compelling reasons nasa and its human spaceflight program are in need of stability having been redirected several times in the last decade on the other hand decisions about the future should be made by assessing marginal costs and marginal benefits sunk costs can never be used as a reason not to change the nation should adopt a long-term strategy for human spaceflight and changes should be made only for truly compelling reasons this report describes the advantages and disadvantages of each program option offered the determination of whether and balance these exceed the compelling reason threshold is of course the essence of making a decision with regard to the future of the human spaceflight program there is an often overlooked but vitally important part of the human spaceflight program that takes place here on earth this includes the contributions of the myriad engineers technicians scientists and other personnel who work in nasa and industry as buzz aldrin famously said it's amazing what one person can do along with ten thousand friends special attention needs to be devoted to assuring the vitality of those portions of the workforce that represent critical and perishable skills that are unique to the space program one example is the design and manufacturing of very large solid propellant motors at the same time it is demeaning to nasa's professionalism to treat the human spaceflight effort as a jobs program only a modest fraction of jobs generally fits the critical perishable and unique criterion the nasa administrator needs to be given the authority to tailor the size of the nasa workforce and the number of centers employing that workforce to match foreseeable needs much as is routinely done in the private sector under the pressure of competition for example when the end of the cold war changed the role of the aerospace industry some six hundred and forty thousand jobs were terminated work should be allocated among centers to reflect their legitimate ability to contribute to the tasks to be performed not simply to maintain a fixed workforce nasa's relationship with the private sector requires particularly thoughtful attention the two entities should not be in competition nasa is generally at its best when innovating creating and managing challenging new projects not when its talents are devoted to more routine functions industry is generally at its best when it is developing constructing and operating systems nine point four systems engineering if nasa is to successfully execute the complex undertakings to which it aspires it must maintain a world-class systems engineering capability a capability that this and other reviews have deemed to be marginal in its current embodiment the dilemma is that the best systems engineers are often those with a great deal of experience scar tissue as it is often called by those in the aerospace industry 
but how can one get scar tissue if one is confined to studying analyzing and overseeing the work of others the answer by and large is that one cannot one of nasa's answers to this dilemma which has generated criticism in the past has been to assume responsibility for developing selected major items of hardware internally e g the Ares one upper stage this of course places the institution in the hazardous position of serving at once as judge jury and potential defendant as well as being in competition with those it manages in other arenas thus nasa finds itself in the position of designing hardware the engineering drawings for which are being produced by subcontractors to nasa to be handed over to a prime contractor to produce this sort of formulation warrants exceptionally careful monitoring it is fraught with opportunities for managerial conflict and technical incompatibility a preferred approach for nasa to acquire a strengthened systems engineering capability would be to encourage or at least permit the movement of particularly talented individuals back and forth between government and industry as often occurred during the apollo program this however is now discouraged or even precluded by today's government personnel policies e g the long-time need for hiring well-intentioned but prohibitive conflict of interest policies etc given the circumstance the committee sees no ideal solution for maintaining a strong systems engineering capability at nasa perhaps the best among a generally limited array of choices is for nasa occasionally to take direct responsibility for relatively modest pieces of hardware a responsibility that would not include making or subcontracting engineering or shop drawings for major items to be produced by others it is noteworthy that the technology development program cited elsewhere in this report could be an effective training ground for systems engineers as well as program managers all while maintaining risk at a manageable level nine point five procuring systems the committee has examined various future nasa system options and has observed that in many instances one of the more significant discriminators in development and operations costs is neither what nasa procures nor who supplies it but rather how nasa procures and operates a system the way nasa specifies acquires and uses systems the tools nasa uses to manage its workforce and the agency's authority to make purchase commitments all have a very large impact on what nasa can achieve for a given budget currently nasa labors under many restrictions and practices that impair its ability to make effective use of the nation's industrial base for example nasa is commonly not allowed to change the size and composition of its workforce or facilities which limits its ability to save money through the purchase of commercially available products nasa has limited ability to shift funds between related projects to adapt to technical challenges without a protracted approval process nasa is not permitted to make loan guarantees or employ other mechanisms by which it could create a market for commercial providers that might otherwise invest private funds in meeting some of nasa's needs the department of defense has procurement rules that allow this for example nasa could very likely acquire propellant depots by making a bankable commitment to purchase propellant from such a depot but depending on a promise from nasa today would almost certainly not be viewed as a reasonable risk by private investors 
nasa is expected to undertake long-term projects with little hope of budget stability with regard to human spaceflight it is the committee's view that nasa can and should be the source of resource and technology technology maturation system requirements systems architecture procurement oversight exploration operations expensive multiple user facilities nasa generally should not be its own supplier numerous studies have shown that any organization public or private that is its own supplier lacks much of the incentive to deliver the most cost-efficient product today nasa has many options available to procure systems innovatively these include but are not limited to commercial purchases space act agreements cots like cost-sharing agreements prizes for innovative technologies and others determining the requirements for an engineering project while it is being built inevitably leads to a very expensive result requirements should be clearly established prior to beginning engineering development work that contains significant risk or for which scope cannot be accurately defined is generally best performed under cost reimbursable contracts work with scope that can be accurately defined should generally be conducted under fixed price contracts the committee is convinced that nasa can substantially increase the opportunities for entrepreneurial commercial involvement in its space programs by more aggressively utilizing the commercial authorities already granted to the agency and by adopting benchmarks and commercial practices utilized in other federal agencies nine point six managing the balance of human and robotic spaceflight although the committee was tasked only to address the human spaceflight program including robotic missions that are specifically encompassed within that program it is appropriate to comment about the role and synergy of human and robotic exploration as a whole the committee believes that america is best served by a complementary and balanced space program involving both a robotic component and a human component the robotic portion is often but not exclusively associated with science missions without a strong and sustainable science program the means of acquiring fundamental new knowledge any space program would be hollow the same can be said of the absence of a human space flight program humans in space on new and exciting missions inspire the public but so do the spectacular accomplishments of such robotic spacecraft as the hubble space telescope the mars rovers the earth observing system satellites or the twin voyager spacecraft that are poised to reach interstellar space this is to suggest that both the human spaceflight program and the science program are key parts of a nation's space portfolio needless to say robotic spaceflight should play an important role in the human spaceflight program itself reconnoitering scientifically important destinations surveying future landing sites providing logistical support and more correspondingly humans can play an important role in science missions particularly in field geology exploration and in the maintenance and enhancement of robotic systems in space it is in the interest of both science and human spaceflight that a credible and well rationalized strategy of coordination between the two types of pursuit be developed without forcing unwarranted intermingling in areas where each would better proceed on its own robotic activity in space is generally much less costly than human activity 
and therefore offers a major inherent advantage of even greater importance it does not place human lives at risk astronauts provide the greatest advantage in the most complex or novel environments or circumstances this will be the case in the exploration of planetary surfaces and in repair or servicing missions of the type undertaken for the hubble space telescope's primary mirror in contrast the value of humans in space is usually at its minimum when they are employed transporting cargo the bottom line is that there are important roles to be played by both humans and robots in space and america should strive to maintain a balanced program incorporating the best of both kinds of explorers that said there are none the less inevitable conflicts conflicts that arise from the competition among programs for resources particularly financial resources it is therefore of the utmost importance if balance is to be maintained that neither the human program nor the robotic spaceflight program be permitted to cannibalize the other this has been a significant concern in the past particularly given the size of the human spaceflight program difficulties in the human space program too often swallowed resources that had been planned for the robotic program as well as for aeronautics and space technology robotics are generally although not exclusively considered to be of greater interest to the scientific community it is essential that budgetary firewalls be built between these two broad categories of activity in the case of the international space station one firewall should be the establishment of an organizational entity to select endeavors to be pursued aboard the space station without such a mechanism turmoil is assured and program balance endangered findings the right mission and the right size nasa's budget should match its mission and goals further nasa should be given the ability to shape its organization and infrastructure accordingly while maintaining facilities deemed to be of national importance robotic program coordination the robotic and human explorations of space should be synergistic both at the program level e g science probes to mars and humans to mars and at the operational level e g humans with robotic assistance on a spacewalk without burdening the space science budget or influencing its process of peer-based selection of science missions nasa should proceed to develop the robotic component of its human exploration program management authority the nasa administrator and program managers need to be given the responsibility and authority to manage their endeavors this includes providing flexibility to tailor resources including people facilities and funds to fit mission needs stability in programs in the most recent decade nasa has spent about eighty percent of the gdp deflated budget that it had in the decade of apollo recurring budget ambiguities and reductions and redirections of policy coupled with the high fixed cost structure of nasa have not optimized the return on that investment right job for the nasa workforce nasa has a talented but aging workforce nasa should focus on the challenging long-term tasks of technology development cutting-edge new concepts system architecture development requirements definition and oversight of the development and operation of systems fixed operating costs at nasa there are significant fixed costs in the nasa system given that reality reducing the funding profile much below the optimum for the development 
of a given program has an amplified effect of delaying benefits and increasing total program cost nasa's fundamental budgetary conundrum within the current structure of the budget nasa essentially has the resources either to build a major new system or to operate one but not to do both this is the root cause of the gap in capability of launching crew to low earth orbit under the current budget it will likely be the source of other gaps in the future commercial involvement in exploration nasa has considerable flexibility in its acquisition activities due to special provisions of the space act nasa should exploit these provisions whenever appropriate and in general encourage more engagement by commercial providers allocating to them tasks and responsibilities that are consistent with their strengths nine point seven concluding summary nasa is the most accomplished space organization in the world its human spaceflight activities are nonetheless at a tipping point primarily due to a mismatch of goals and resources either additional funds need to be made available or a far more modest program involving little or no exploration needs to be adopted various options can be identified that offer exciting and worthwhile opportunities for the human exploration of space if appropriate funds can be made available such funds can be considerably leveraged by having nasa attack its overhead costs and change some of its traditional ways of conducting its affairs and by giving its management the authority to bring about such changes the american public can take pride in nasa's past accomplishments the opportunity now exists to provide for the future human spaceflight program worthy of a great nation end of section nineteen end of seeking a human spaceflight program worthy of a great nation by the review of u s human spaceflight plans committee